Hi everyone, this is Nurse Anna from NurseStudy.net and today we're going to do a review for pericarditis. This website is not intended to provide medical advice. The articles on this website are intended for entertainment or educational value only. While we strive to offer 100% accuracy, medical procedures are rapidly changing and laws vary greatly from location. Pericarditis is a condition that refers to the inflammation of the pericardium, typically accompanied by accumulation of fluid in the pericardial sac. The pericardium is a double-layered sac that surrounds the heart. It normally contains about 15 to 50 mils of serous fluid. However, more fluid may accumulate when it gets inflamed. Pericarditis can be classified as acute, subacute, or chronic. Acute pericarditis has a sudden onset and it can resolve within three weeks. It may settle completely or reoccur in the future. Subacute pericarditis lasts for about four to six weeks, but not usually exceeding three months, and with continuous presence of symptoms. Chronic pericarditis develops slowly and can last for up to more than three months. Pericarditis is known to be the most common cause of chest pain and is also the leading form of pericardial conditions. Pericarditis may be caused by several reasons. However, the majority of the cases are idiopathic. The signs and symptoms of pericarditis depend on the severity of pleural effusion or fluid buildup in the pericardial sac. In some cases, symptoms may not manifest despite the large volume of fluid accumulation if the disease is developing slowly. For chest pain, the chest pain is a common symptom associated with pericarditis. It may be described as a sharp and stabbing pain, although some have reported dull and pressure-like pain. It is typically felt under the breastbone or sometimes towards the left side of the chest. It may radiate to the left arm and sitting leaning forward eases the pain. Some other signs and symptoms could be abdominal or leg swelling, cough, fatigue or general weakness, palpitations, low-grade fever, shortness of breath when lying down. Now we're going to look at some causes. Again, about 90% of the cases of pericarditis are idiopathic, but the following are known conditions that can cause pericarditis. Heart attack or heart surgery. A history of a heart attack or heart surgery or cardiac surgery can potentially trigger pericarditis or delayed pericarditis, also known as Dressler syndrome. Infection, either viral or bacterial. Infection can easily cause an inflammatory process to start anywhere in the body where the infection reaches. Systemic inflammatory disorders. Autoimmune disorders are also thought to cause pericarditis. Trauma. Pericarditis is highly associated with trauma. It is a common cause of acute pericarditis. Other health conditions such as renal failure, AIDS, tuberculosis, and cancer are associated with pericarditis. Now we're going to look at some complications. One is pericardial effusion. This is accumulation of fluid in the pericardial sac is possible when it gets inflamed. The type of fluid that accumulates depends on the causative factor. Cardiac tamponade. Now this is a life-threatening complication and will need immediate medical attention when suspected and identified. Cardiac tamponade is a condition when the fluid buildup becomes extremely massive that it puts pressure on the heart, preventing it to pump properly 
leading to a drop in blood pressure. Chronic constrictive pericarditis is another complication. And this is the permanent scarring of the pericardium, which may occur in cases of chronic pericarditis. It may affect the pumping ability of the heart, and it may manifest a se severe swelling of the abdomen, legs, and shortness of breath. Now we'll look at the diagnosis. A medical history and physical examination. A history and physical assessment will identify the presence of risk factors and signs and symptoms. On assessment, the physician or caregiver may listen to the heart and may hear a pericardial rub, which is a sound made by the pericardial layers from rubbing against each other. Laboratory tests. Lab tests, including a series of blood and urine tests, may help identify positive causes of pericarditis. An ECG or electrocardiogram, tracing of the heart is often done to identify any effect of heart functions. A chest x-ray. This imaging can easily give the physician or caregiver the information related to the size and shape of the heart and clues to the presence of fluid buildup. Echocardiogram. This procedure involves viewing the pumping ability of the heart through ultrasound. A CT scan of the chest. This imaging can give more details on the shape and size of the heart. It can identify the presence of restrictive pericarditis and can help rule out other heart conditions. MRI scan of the chest. This is another form of in imaging which can be performed if other forms of imaging are inconclusive. Now we're gonna look at treatments. Treatment options for pericarditis rely on the cause of the disease, however, some cases may not need any treatment as it may resolve on its own. For medication therapy, some drugs are used to help manage the symptoms of pericarditis. Analgesics, which are painkillers, are often given to cope with the pain associated with pericarditis. Anti-gout medication. A certain anti-gout medication can also be used for pain management. Corticosteroids. Steroids combat inflammation. Corticosteroids are often given in pericarditis to settle the inflammation of the pericardium. Pericardiosynthesis. This procedure involves the insertion of a needle into the pericardial sac to aspirate or take out the fluid buildup. It is completed with the use of an ultrasound machine. A pericardectomy. A pericardectomy is a surgical procedure that involves the removal of the pericardium. It is typically done in some cases of constrictive pericarditis. Now we're gonna go into a sample nursing care plan for pericarditis. Now, if you go to our website, nursestudy.net, um, and go ahead and just type in pericarditis into the search bar, I believe there's about four or five nursing care plan samples in there for this. So um, we'll go ahead and we'll just do one here. But if you go to the website, there's uh, three or four more, three or four more for you there. So our nursing diagnosis here would be hyperthermia secondary to the disease process of bacterial pericarditis as evidenced by a temperature of 38.0 degrees Celsius, rapid breathing and profuse sweating and chills. Our desired outcome would be within four hours of nursing interventions, the patient will have a stabilized temperature within the normal range. Intervention, assess the patient's vital signs at least every four hours. Rationale, to assist in creating an accurate diagnosis and monitor effectiveness of medical treatment, particularly the antibiotics and fever-reducing drugs that were administered. Intervention, 
Remove excessive clothing, blankets, and linens. Adjust the room temperature needed. Rationale, to regulate the temperature of the environment and make it more comfortable for the patient. Intervention, administer the prescribed antibiotic and antipyretic medication. Rationale, use the antibiotic to treat the bacterial infection, pericarditis, which is the underlying cause of the patient's hyperthermia. Use the fever-reducing medication to stimulate the hypothalamus and normalize the body temperature. Intervention. Offer a tepid sponge bath. Rationale? To facilitate the body in cooling down and to provide comfort. Intervention. Elevate the head of the bed. Rationale? Head elevation helps improve the expansion of the lungs, enabling the patient to breathe more effectively. This concludes our presentation for pericarditis. This is Nurse Anna at nursestudy.net. Please visit us at nursestudy.net if you would like to see more care plans, practice exams, or study guides. Have a great week.